This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why? Why are you yelling at me? Whatever. Make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Schaefer. My boy's awake and smart. This is Happer and Schaefer. Welcome back in. Hour number two of Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer with you this morning. Once again, Schaefer uh, in Minnesota watching the Flow Rider concert last night at halftime and nearly getting his heart ripped out of his chest by his Minnesota Vikings. But he was allowed to keep his heart, and that is a good thing. Uh, he'll be back on Monday. Uh, speaking of getting your heart ripped out of your chest, Nebraska basketball plays tomorrow at 10.30 in the morning against Auburn in Atlanta. They are headed off, so I know that there was maybe some doubt circulating yesterday that Nebraska uh, you know, might be too sick. I know there's a sickness going around Auburn's team as well. Um, sounds like everything checked out at least good well enough. And they are in the air, headed off to Atlanta, where they have a early game tomorrow morning with the Auburn Tigers. Now, here's this, and we'll get into the game here in just a second before we get to Big Ten Power Rankings with Tears. Big Ten Basketball Power Rankings with Tears. Yeah, we're going to try and do this. Like I said, it I, it keeps uh, it keeps me involved in the conference. We When Nebraska's bad, we kind of just fall out of it. And I really love college basketball, so I want to I pay attention to it as much as I can. Uh, Auburn today, in a twist, a bit, a bit of a twist. Auburn's basketball program today is going to find out about um, the about the sanctions that they'll be receiving from the NCAA. Or they, I assume that they already have found out, but that's going to be public today, according to Pat Forty. He says. Auburn's exercise in secrecy ends today. We'll find out what the men's basketball program and Bruce Pearl were charged with by the NCAA and what the penalties are at noon. So 11 o'clock, or at least assuming that he's on Eastern time as most of the of the journos are. Um, I don't know. Probably going to be some sort of a wrist slap or something like that. But there's an added there's an added little thing into this weirdo Nebraska basketball Auburn game, which once again will be tipping off at ten thirty local ten thirty here tomorrow eleven thirty down there part of the holiday hoops giving, which is awfully confusing because 
when you say something like Hoopsgiving, it makes you think Thanksgiving. It has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. As you guys know, Thanksgiving was two weeks ago and uh, is not going to – it's not going to be a thing. But holiday, I suppose, we're in the in the midst of that. Anyway, it's, it's going to be on December 11th. Um, not Thanksgiving and also not Christmas. Actually, at the kind of halfway point in between it. So – It'll be real super fun tomorrow. Uh, Nebraska five and five going up against Auburn, and man, they have talent um, just about everywhere. Led by first round pick, one and done Jabari Smith, top probably five to ten pick at this point. I mean, think about this. I, I, w- I was I was looking at this the other day. How many lottery picks are, is Nebraska going to see this year? In basketball. And th- I don't know that this is all that uncommon for a team in the Big Ten. But h- how many lottery picks is Nebraska going to see this year? They may have one on their team, which that's something. I don't know if he's a lottery pick. But end of the first round, first round draft picks. Jaden Ivey is probably going to be one of those guys from Purdue. Jabari Smith is probably going to be one of those guys from Auburn. That they'll see, um, that they'll see tomorrow. I was looking at the, I was looking at a most recent mock draft, and I was just going down the list. It's like, oh, um, they're gonna end up seeing all these guys. So right now in the hoops hype, like this, this is the aggregate kind of NBA mock draft at this point. So it takes all these other NBA mock drafts and it makes it into one. Bancaro's number one from Duke. They won't see him. Mercifully, same with Chet Holgram, Holmgren. Excuse me, Jabari Smith's number three. So there's a top five pick right there that you're going to see tomorrow. Um, Jaden Ivey's number six on this list. Ty Ty Washington, how about that? Number eight. Uh, Caleb Houston, number ten. I just saw him on Tuesday night. Didn't go particularly well. Uh, I think Diabate, the guy from Michigan who we who actually didn't play, stayed back for uh, I think COVID reasons. So that's that's four already. Bryce McGowan's by the way on this list at, at twenty three. Uh, Keegan Murray from Iowa, he's had a great start to his year, um, and really the only thing keeping Iowa afloat right now. He's on there in the twenties, twenty six. To be exact, um, let's see. Is there anybody else? Yeah, Rico. Max Christie from Michigan State was 16. There you go. They'll see him. Flanagan from Auburn is an, is a six six wing. Yet they haven't projected at 33. I mean, this is not first round anymore. But you get the point. I mean, there's a lot of talented players out there. And then five star recruits from last year as well. There's Musa Diabate, the Michigan guy who. Nebraska ended up actually missing because he stayed home. He's going to be in the second round. <laughs> that seems like an awful lot of draft picks that that Nebraska basketball is going to be seeing. Now, and there's there's going to be more because more people are going to show out. I think so, but it doesn't – with basketball, it's weird because it doesn't end up changing that much. In, it, it doesn't change that much in the lottery. It, no. Ch- it changes in, like, the second round when dudes have, you know – when we when we realized, hey, this guy's had actually a really good three year career. He could be, you know, a G League player for us, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But that's usually what it ends up being, or he's a a flyer 
and he's had, I mean, let's say, I mean, Isaiah Roby kind of falls in the flyer category. Yeah. It's, right. You see the talent, and they haven't realized it yet, you know, Isaiah Roby. Does he know and how good he is? And like, you're just like, yeah, second round, we'll take a flyer, you know, throw him in the G League for a little bit, maybe bring him off the bench for a couple minutes here and there, and we'll see what we got with him. Now, this helps when you play Auburn, who is basically just stacked with him. The, the guys that the guys that you'll really notice tomorrow who play the bulk of their minutes are freshman sophomore sophomore junior sophomore i mean they're <laughs> they're bas- they've turned themselves into they've turned themselves into a you know one and done type of program and then of course as any good basketball program would like to have you want to have a couple four-year guys that are mixed in there a mm-hmm. little bit and they do they have a they have a four-year shooting guard by the way i kept going on that list and yeah. there were five more um big 10 players after whoever you said less there was uh Corbello from illinois there was a big mm. dude big dude from purdue trace jackson davis yeah um ej liddell yep uh, and there was somebody else. All those guys just, will go in the second round. Yeah, those were all second the, round guys, but there was like five more. That That's basically what happens every year. Every single person on the first team, all Big Ten team, just ends up going in the second round, except for the one guy who was a one and done, and he'll end up being. Like, I wonder what, let's see what Ken Baum has right now as the as the all-conference, because they, they keep track of this as we go, the, uh, the all-conference team. So they have Liddell. Johnny Davis. Yeah, Johnny Wis- Davis is going after uh, big dude from Purdue. Travion Williams, Zach Eady, both of them on Jeez. there. And then Trace Jackson Davis. That's what they're tracking right this now. This is fun. Yeah. This is going to be fun. This is the type. These are the type of guys that you need in order to win basketball games in this league. Hey, at least Bryce McGowan's was in the first round. Either that or you have to have a really, really good, solid team. I mean, Wisconsin, although they have a guy on this list, not usually a program that's going to pump dudes into the NBA. No. They have a great system, and they know exactly what they're doing. Uh, and shout out Chucky Hepburn. Yeah. Shout Dude out Chucky is, Hepburn. oh my goodness, tearing it up, and that is going to suck. I am shocked that Chucky Hepburn's doing well. Know, it's weird, isn't it? It's it's not like anybody thought before when he committed to Wisconsin that it was absolutely the perfect fit for him, and well, he was going to do awesome. <laughs> it wasn't even when he committed. It was as soon as he got the Wisconsin offer, everybody was just like, Uh-oh. yep. That's it. That, that's the one. That works. They gave him the keys already. Yeah. True freshman. They were like, yeah, you're our point guard. And he is fa- – everybody's just talking about his on-ball defense. They're like, oh, my goodness. This guy does not stop working. He's a total pest. He's and awesome. They, and they keep running He's that – He's not uh, pest of the weekend. <laughs> they're running that uh, play that they ran at Bellevue West where they just give him the ball at the top of the key and let him shoot. Yep. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to make this. He's a good player. I'm not sure who thought that he couldn't play at Nebraska, but that is uh, – Big miss. Uh, misjudgment, misjudgment. Kid's fantastic, and I, I'm going to love and hate watching him play Nebraska. I don't know that they thought that they, that he couldn't play at Nebraska, but I know that when the staff got here, they didn't pursue him, and or they didn't pursue him hard enough, and that is a. Mm. I don't really get that. Mm. I don't get it, and I think. Um, you know, <laughs> this has come up a little over the last two days with the basically impending doom on on this basketball coaching staff. Now, they'll find a way to, to get themselves out of it a little bit. It won't feel this bad the entire year, but now we're kind of considering the future. People have brought this up, and I believe it's true, that there's a, there's a world in which a lot of the local recruits from the last couple years and this year end up at Nebraska – if Tim Miles is still the coach. 
Yeah. He was he was doing real good work. Not an argument. Not an argument for him to not have been fired or to not hire Hoiberg because, you know, it was a great idea. But um, they obviously decided that they were going to take their roster in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that that was a great idea. <laughs> or I'm at least questioning it. Turned questioning over it an entire roster. Thomas Magnum says it's good that Chucky isn't here. The train wreck of a program would have ruined him. There's always that, too. But you, got a, but, but you get a guy, look, he got the best possible scenario. You're, you're right about that. He walked true. into Wisconsin where they have a foundation. He can walk into a position where they know he knows exactly what to do because it's been coached and taught and it's on video and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. It's out there. He knows exactly what to do before he even gets there. But, counter-argument, uh, he improves this team by being a fantastic on-ball defender mm-hmm. and a true point guard, which oh. is desperately what they need. Well, he would have been the heart and soul. Yeah, and if you get him and you get Bryce McGowan's, that's a great one-two punch. Yeah, I mean, let's just let's just say it's this. I mean, there's I don't think there's a world in which this actual situation plays out, but let's just say in Ch- it's Chucky instead of Alonzo Verge. I like that. That's better. I like that. I'm not. I don't dislike Verge. I really like Verge, yeah. but I like Chucky Hepburn as the a better as the fit. point guard in Nebraska a, a lot fit. more. Yeah. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You're looking for a guy to stop the ball. That's you just turn him loose on whoever has it. Mm-hmm. And can distribute. Yep. Yeah. Can shoot really well. I, I I also don't know who started the idea that they were that he was some sort like he was supposed to not be a fit in this offense. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> there was the thing that it was like, oh, well, he's not a great shooter. I'm like, no, he's a fantastic shooter. Dude's a good, that dude's a basketball player. Anyway. Extremely athletic. He will dunk on people. Yeah. Waiting for that one. Yeah, I, I think in the Big Ten, he'll be a little bit more of a, uh, like he won't be above the rim no. in the Big Ten. No. But, but he can. He'll be a good solid player for three years. Yep. That's going to be fun. Yep. Enjoy that. Um... Let's see off the text line. Speaking of McGowan's, can we talk about Bryce? In the last three games, he's 14 of 46, 30%, 2 of 14 from 3, 14%. He's as much of a liability as any player on the team right now. Yeah, I mean, shooting the ball, just like everybody else shooting the ball. I don't, nobody has good shooting numbers over the mm-hmm. last three games. Yeah, he was sick. Exactly zero people. Um, the fact of the matter is, like, yeah, the results aren't there right now. The fact of the matter is you need Bryce to be your guy. Mm-hmm. That's That's it. So... If the ball is in his hands, that's a good result for Nebraska on a possession. It is. Like I I as much as I don't enjoy him shooting thirty foot threes at the end of shot clocks, mm-hmm. if the ball ends up there, that's the best possible place. He's really like he's really good at getting to the rim, but he needs to work on finishing stronger. He needs to be aggressive. Because when he gets there, he's he's very finesse with it and he's getting knocked around and and it's just not uh not yeah, he'll get there. Ending up. He'll that'll come. I, he's already gotten a lot better in, in ten games, I think. You know, he will. There will be a point where he will be asked, I think, to get super aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I want to see that. Take over a game. Yeah. I mean, you'll notice it. I mean, look at his brother. 
He needs a little bit of that, you mm-hmm. know. He's like, I don't really know if I'm going to be able to make this dunk, but I'm going to try and jump over his head mm-hmm. and see what happens. And if I don't make it, I'm yeah. going to get fouled yeah. because I'm going yeah. at you really I'm hard. I'm going to try and destroy this guy's life. Yeah. That's what Lat Mayen did against Michigan. <laughs> yeah. He tried. Yeah. Uh, that was, he that got was fouled. a little worse. He made the free throws. But U- Ubaldo says, imagine Chucky, Hunter, Bryce, and Gus Bus. Don't even need a fifth guy. Wilhelm. <laughs> I guess Trey has to be there because if Trey, you know, if Bryce is here, then Trey probably yeah. is here. So what's the so so what's the lineup look like? You get Chucky, Chucky, Trey, Bryce. No, Hunter Bryce. Hunter Bryce. Gus Bus. Gus Bus. That's awfully small, but pretty athletic. How tall is Gus Bus? Uh, Gus Bus as Gus Bus as a five is fine, but. Bryce, Bryce as is a, a four, four is not fine. <laughs> He's tall. He's, he would pack, pack on some weight. Yeah, it'd, it'd be a little difficult for him. I think. Oh well, you got tr- you have Trey and Chucky to defend the two best players on the other team. You're fine. You can put Trey on a on a four in a world uh, where that that could have that could have potentially. Now I don't know. Not all of that would have happened. Not all and then of Gus that? Bus is still, you know, a next year guy. But we do need Gus Bus. Oh, I can't wait for Gus Bus. I really hope he comes to Nebraska. We do need Gus Bus. The mini Jokic. Gorgeous. Gus Bus and Wilhelm are just going to be a fantastic duo. The weirdest looking duo in the world. I'm here for it. Amazing. <laughs> um, What's up, guys? Bryce had disappeared over the last few games, and he's a freshman, and I get that he's still developing. My issue is that we haven't tried to spread out and utilize any kind of offense besides jacking up a three as quickly as possible. Yeah, I mean, look, he's, um, you know – they 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 get into this thing where they're running good offense. Fred talked about it the other night. They're running good offense and they get good shots out of it and they don't go down. And then they they get, they get really discouraged and then the offense disappears and then you're just in a deep dark hole. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like I have to shoot this because I have to see if it goes down. So basically what I'm saying is they need some positive reinforcement on some stuff that they're that they're doing well. Mhm. And it needs to happen early in a game. Like, it needs to happen in the first four to eight minutes, like before that under 12, because what we saw the last game was the direct result of getting punched good, in the mouth. good shots, not going down, and then punched in the mouth on a little bitty, little bitty run one time, mm-hmm. and then you're, you're kind of done. So yeah. They had their great start against Indiana, and then they kind of got punched in the mouth and, and let it slip away. They, they stayed, you know, within, you know, uh, within reach, but they just couldn't overcome that. That again, an itty, a small run in early itty in bitty. the game that gets Nebraska down seems like a seems like a soul crusher. Apparently, should we do um, should we do Big Ten power ranking, Big Ten basketball power rankings with tears? I think we should. Actually, um, let's do it next. next. Okay. No, let's do it here. Okay, let's let's do it here because I have something else coming up. Um, no max today, but. We'll do Big Ten basketball power rankings with tears. Here we go. Even though Purdue lost last night, they're still number one. They're the best team in the conference. There maybe could be a tear break after that, but I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna keep the rest of them in there. They're still up there. Uh, yeah, they're they're nine and one. They have. I mean, they beat North Carolina, Villanova, Florida State, Iowa. N- nobody has wins like that. Jeez. In this league now, they lost to Rutgers. Obviously, they do play North Carolina State tomorrow, so maybe they'll play or Sunday. Maybe they'll play four overtimes with them, and we'll see how it goes. They are number two on Ken Palm. They are number one in adjusted offense on Ken Palm. Number two, Ohio State. I'm giving it to them because they beat Duke, 
and really that's the only differentiating factor between them and the rest of the teams in the other in, in this tier. Sounds good. Um, seven and two, they beat Seton Hall. They beat Duke at home. They lost to Xavier in Florida. Both top thirty teams. Um, and they play Wisconsin tomorrow. They are Ohio State is number twenty on Ken Palm. Michigan State eight and two. They beat. I mean, they have some good wins as well. They beat Loyola Chicago on a neutral floor. UConn on a neutral floor. Um, Louisville. They lost to Kansas and Baylor, both on neutral floors, both top ten teams. Mm-hmm. So um, that's acceptable. They get Penn State tomorrow. Wisconsin in at number four. This is all still top tier. I think. I, I think what we're going to end up seeing is is uh, basically. Basically two or three tiers in this league. I, I have four to start, mm-hmm. but the middle two are kind of interchangeable. But anyway, we'll get to that. Wisconsin's eight and one. They've only lost to Providence. They lost to them at home. They beat a top, you know, a top Ken Palm team in Houston on a neutral floor. They beat Indiana. Um and they've taken care of business generally so far. Sands the loss. Huge game at Ohio State tomorrow. Michigan's number five. Um, they actually are looked at favorably analytics-wise. Um, they're number 11 on Ken Palm. Their only really quality win is against San Diego State, and then they have some quality losses, of course, as well. Seton Hall, Arizona, North Carolina. Uh, they get Minnesota tomorrow. Illinois is the final team in the top tier. They're 7-2. They beat Notre Dame and Iowa. They lost to Marquette and Cincinnati, and they get Arizona tomorrow. They got blown out by Cincinnati. They got blown out by Cincinnati on a neutral floor which is the blemish on their resume. Number 14 on Ken Palm, also number 14 adjusted offense for Illinois so far this year. I think they'll be okay. All right, next tier. These these teams are, they've started well, but I'm not sure about their long-term sustainability. Iowa, Indiana. Iowa 7-2, and two, Indiana 7-2. and two. Um, I think they're probably both NCAA tournament type teams. We'll see about Iowa. They're, I mean, Keegan Murray is going to, maybe drag them there, it appears. <laughs> but here's the thing about Iowa. This is a very, very Fran McCaffrey team, which means they're going to be a wagon on offense and absolutely horrendous on defense. Yeah. They're currently six in adjusted offense, 113 in adjusted defense. That's the that's what they're going to be. My goodness. That, that's exactly what they're going to be. They're that's all, wild. Uh, they, they beat Virginia on the road. They've lost to Purdue and Illinois, which are two quality losses. They don't play this entire week. They play Utah State. Uh, next Friday, it appears. Uh, next Saturday, Indiana at seven and two. Not much for quality wins. They beat St. John's. They lost to Syracuse and Wisconsin. Um, this is a fine team. It's probably an NCAA tournament caliber team, but I don't know that it's much more than that at this point. Next tier, tier number three, Northwestern has had a nice little start to their year. Look at them, six and two. And their losses are relatively quality. They lost to Providence and Wake Forest. They play our guys and JIT tomorrow. And their athletic director, hey. who I forgot his name. What's his name? I don't remember. But he wanted to build a baseball complex. Yeah, give him money. Give him money. Yeah. Great guy. Money. Great place. Uh, six and two start for Northwestern. They come in at number nine. Maryland's right there with them. I think they're probably just as good. But Maryland's obviously in a very different situation. They They have some combustibility to them. Maybe there's an argument for Northwestern to be in the in the tier above and Maryland to be in the poop tier. Um, but I'm going to give Maryland at least a little benefit of the doubt right now. No real quality wins, but 
Um, you know, they lost to George Mason on their home floor. Not great. Probably got yeah. you know part of the reason why Mark Turgeon. Yeah, they they did fire anymore. their coach. Well, he stepped away. Uh, they play Florida on a neutral court Sunday. Yes. Poop tier. Poop tier. Penn State five and four. They are. Uh, I mean, these are familiar names in the bottom four. Penn State five and four. Number eighty two on Ken Palm ninety nine adjusted offense. They are not very good. They lost to UMass. Hmm. Minnesota number twelve has actually started their season quite well. Seven and one. Um. They they have a decent win at Mississippi State. Um, I was going to ask you where Minnesota was. Why is Minnesota in the poop just team? one loss? They're bad. They're not very good. They've just had a really light schedule to start. Are you sure, man? They beat Pittsburgh fifty four to fifty three. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. I think Pittsburgh's in the low. Like they're lower than Nebraska. I, I want to say right now, which is which seems almost shocking. Uh, they do play Michigan tomorrow morning, so maybe we'll see a little bit more about them. Rutgers, with their win over the number one team in the country, still can't come oh, in higher come than number thirteen. Move them up. They are four and five. Um, they beat Purdue at home, yeah, they but did. they also lost to Lafayette on their home floor. You don't have to talk about that. They also lost, which is possibly worse, at DePaul. <laughs> Who loses to DePaul? Nobody. Rutgers don't lose to DePaul. And now they play Seton Hall in the battle for New Jersey they on also Sunday. Lost to UMass. And shockingly, your Nebraska Cornhuskers come in at number fourteen. I don't believe that. They're five and five. They're one seventeen on Ken Palm, one thirty five adjusted offense, one hundred and three adjusted defense. The, so their defense is better than their offense. Um, that's what it says. No quality wins. Several losses. Western Illinois on their home floor. Creighton on their home floor. Quality losses? At North not quality. Not quality. At NC State, at Indiana, home against Michigan. And they play Auburn tomorrow on a neutral floor. I would be There's your quality win right there. Semi surprised if Nebraska got out of the cellar at all this year. Given what the rest of the league looks like. Minnesota could compete for that. Uh Maryland definitely has Penn some State? combustibility. Penn State could be bad. Um but Northwestern? You think they keep this up? I mean, not the not the bottom bottom spot. I mean, the poop tier. Oh, they're gonna stay in the poop tier. Yeah, probably. It looks like to me about half the league is an NCAA tournament team at this point. And we usually we usually say ten. Yeah, it's usually like eight, nine, or ten somewhere in that range. It looks like six or seven, like a hard hard seven at this point. Like but the that's top the cap, the top five are really pretty good. Yeah. It, so it's shaping up, at least right now, to be one of those years where the top is like elite good mm-hmm. and the bottom is really, really bad. And the middle is like fringe NCAA tournament. Are we are we elite good like losing the second round this year? Elite? No, I think Purdue could win the national championship. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So what does that and, mean and, for Rutgers? <laughs> <laughs> also, they can win the national championship. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. I have a couple football questions. We'll get to those next. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.